Welcome to the Innovation Squadcast. If you're looking for a podcast about instructional strategies enhanced by technology, you came to the right place. In our conversations, we'll talk to tech experts, share ideas, and strategies to help you build your toolbox with tools that you can use in your class immediately. Welcome to the Innovation Squadcast. Uh, I am Jimmy Kate. I am joined by Bill Sheridan. And Pam Hubler. And we're Innovative Learning Coordinators here at Berkeley County School District. And today we are talking Schoology tips and tricks. You know, this was a learning management system that has a lot of different features and abilities. And we're just kind of getting into the the basics of it. And, and over time, obviously, we'll get into more of the um, in-depth details of data and analytics and all that other stuff that goes along with it. But we really wanted to kind of be able to provide some tips and tricks that we're seeing out there with teachers um, and how they're utilizing Schoology to make it um, the most efficient way to use it. Um, and, and, and so we've seen a lot of really great things. And one of the great things that Pam does is, uh, and she has is these Bitmoji classrooms and Google slide links. So talk a little bit about how you've utilized that and what, and what teachers can do with that. Yeah, and I know a lot of teachers already use uh, Bitmoji classrooms where they have a classroom where it's kind of like that one-stop shop. Um, and I think when we first started getting into Schoology, it's like, well, I have this already created. You can totally use them still. So um, a Bitmoji classroom would just be one of those. You don't have to use Bitmoji, but nope. a personalized Google slide um, that has a bunch of different resources for kids to click on parents click on whatever it happens to be and so once it's embedded in schoology it's you can edit it all you want yep and it will always be in that that spot for you so um the way i've seen people use it and it's really helpful if you want it at the very top of your course so every time you open it up is to just have it as an update yep. um, and you can embed it in there which is nice because then you don't have to worry about it if you want to change it you can always remove it but it is really easy to to embed yes and i've seen a lot of teachers use this and they'll make like a clickable it'll take them you know it might be a monday it'll take you right to monday's yep. folder mm -hmm. Um, or it's a warm up and it takes you right to the warm up folder. And that's really nice. And, and teachers also say that um, when they edit it in Google, it automatically updates the links. And so it's a, something that you can leave there, update the link and slide automatically updates inside Schoology. And so that's a really nice thing as well. Um, and it's actually this week's quick tech tip. So go ahead and check out how to make one. Hey everyone, this is your quick tip of the week. We're talking about adding a Bitmoji classroom or any type of presentation in an image or Google Slides into your Schoology course. The one I'm going to demonstrate is adding a Bitmoji classroom into your Schoology course as a, an update. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the course and go to updates on the left hand side, just below materials. Then the window that pops up right there, I'm going to click on the resource icon and I'm going to go to apps and in my Google Drive resources, I can find my Bitmoji classroom and I'm going to click import at the top, click import embed because I want it embedded in the post. I can see it right here. I can change the size a little bit if I need to, but the most important thing is to click this little icon to the left of post and click the bell. That way, when I post it, it will show at the top of my screen in updates, and it will also show in materials at the top. Until I'm ready to remove that, it'll stay right at the top of both sections. 
when I'm done with that, or I can leave it up all year if I want to, all I'd have to do is click remove under your Google side that you just inserted, and it will take it away from that, but will stay on the left-hand side in your stream of updates. So that might be a helpful way to just add some quick links because anything is interactive that is posted there. Another way to do it is to use Google Drawings. If you don't want it to show an outline, like in slides where it's got the black on either side, it'll look more like a picture. And as you hover over these items, you can click directly on it. So let's say you had a Google Meet link, you could click right on it and it'll open in a new tab and you're ready to go. So it's a nice quick link kind of a page to be embedded in your Schoology course. If you'd like more information on how to create a Bitmoji classroom or how to do embedding with pages, check the show notes for more information. I think the you know the initial feedback with Schoology at you know people's first impressions are you know that it's lacking a lot of the visual like the the Bitmoji kind of stuff and that some of the icons and graphics that they they may be wanting in there. So this this technique, this strategy that Pam just described is a great way to create more you know I guess visual appeal for uh, for your uh, courses. It, it definitely and, does uh, that. Yeah, you know anything helps. You know it helps to you know visually appealing, more engaging, I guess you could say. So, I mean, it's easy to do. Yep. So Nice. Okay. One of the other things that kind of help with that visual appealing is the organization foldering and that kind of stuff that we're seeing. What kind of, you know, tips are you seeing that you could give out there that are kind of good when it comes to the organization foldering? I think the best tip is just keep it as simple as you can. Mm -hmm. Keep yeah. it super simple um, because more folders, while be it, it may seem like you're, you're really you know, embracing your organizational strategies, right. you can overfolder. You, can, um, yep. you can make the experience for the student or the parent um, not as efficient, sure. not as easy to navigate through your course. So I think easy, easy foldering techniques and, and also foldering too. You got to think about people that don't know your course. So a new student or parents that aren't in the classroom, what kind of foldering strategies could you use how do you name them? How do you organize them so that it makes sense to the to the outsider? Yeah, you know, or, organizing based off of time, sure. you know, by week, um, putting dates in there. Um, and as Pam talked about before, with you know the Bitmoji classroom and and you know embedding you know Google Slides, you can put all those right inside of your folder descriptions. Yep. So again, you add a little bit more visual appeal to the course, and also helps to make it especially for the younger students, easier to navigate. Sure. And so. we definitely like foldering because foldering is the one thing you can schedule, yep. right? So if you want to schedule out your folders to open yep. up at certain dates, close certain dates, um, you can assign them to certain yep. students, right? So if you're looking at any of those, you know, looking for how do I get this to a certain student or if I want this to show up at a certain date, folder is going to be your best option one probably keep, there. The one thing to keep in mind, you know, when you do, you know, as, as you're talking about there, Jimmy, that's publishing. So we can publish things um, ahead of time. We can work on things ahead of time. We can have them unpublished so nobody can see them. And when we do want them to see, we publish it. One thing to keep in mind is that once the students have done the work, you don't really want to unpublish it, mm -hmm. especially if it's been graded. Right. And that's something that, you know, we've had to help a lot of teachers with. They, they say, oh, well, students don't see uh, these activities from, let's say, this previous week. It's folders worth of work. They, they, they don't see the grades. They don't see the assignments in their grade report. So what's that all about? Yet we see it in power school. Right. So publishing is intended really for those that are working out ahead of their kids and want to schedule visibility upon a certain date. But 
if you um, you know don't unpublish it, move it to maybe an archived folder, right? But don't unpublish it. Mm -hmm. um, once they've actually worked on it. Sure. I do love the descriptions like you were mentioning before, Phil, um, because when you are in your course, you can see the description under the mm -hmm. folder um, title. So if you do have to get a little bit more specific rather than just Monday, yeah. <laughs> then you can kind of give a little bit more detail without even clicking on it. So then when you click on the folder, then you can mm -hmm. see everything that's within it. Sure. So, and it's not diving down way deep into all these different mm -hmm. folders. I right. see teachers put like the agenda, mm -hmm. you know, if it's a weekly agenda or maybe if it's a day daily folder, but the in the description for the folder, you put the agenda and then, you know, the agenda would would basically outline how the students would use the materials in that folder. Mm -hmm. gotcha. So um, again, you know, don't overlook that descriptions spot in in your foldering. Um, it's really helpful. Right. And folders are also a good way, you know, when you're talking about moving this course on, which we'll talk about later in the show and, and copying those to resources, it's good to have that folder as a place to hide that and put that, you know, inside your resources that makes it a little bit more organized in there as well. Yeah. So let's talk about resources and let's talk about like, you know, some of, I think one of the underrated and maybe just not have talked about yet is the, the sharing ability mm -hmm. inside of Schoology. I mean, it's, uh, it's it's very easy. It's very user friendly, and the fact that you can pass this so much information to, to so many people in such a short amount of time, I think, is something that's kind of um, is is going to be something that's going to be really good for our school district moving forward. Yeah. And that's the the big picture part to Schoology. Some of the that feeds into it's just one of the whys. Yep. You know why why a learning management system like this, and because it does have a kind of a global ability to share across the district all the resources that we create. So yep. as innovative learning coordinators, mm -hmm. we create technology integration resources. We can share them um, with everybody in the district really, really easily. Uh, teachers can share with teachers. And then, of course, a lot of this sharing is done through groups. Yep. So if you get a group of teachers teaching science, sure. all those science teachers want to share resources, well, you would share that in yep. your grade level group. PLC groups. All of those are, are going to be really great places to be able to put resources and share. Yeah. And that's why folders back up to that. <laughs> that's why it's important because folders help to keep things organized, yep. you know, to just share, you know, uh, an unfolded bit of resources could right. be, you know, thanks, but I don't, I don't know where anything is in here. So foldering and, and organizing is, is really key to sure. making a good sharing experience in, in those resources yep. and in groups. And in the resources also, I don't think people realize there are public resources, yep. which I call this the free teacher, teacher, pay yeah, teacher. It is. Schoology, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff in there. Everybody that uses Schoology can share resources. So you can um, you can drill down by subject, by resource type, by level, file format, all that, and even highest rating. So um, you can find badges and they're even suggested resources. So there's tons of things that if you just go to resources and then click on the little icon that says public, you just search for what you're looking for and then you can even add immediately to a course right yep. from there. Right from Some there. Of those groups have like 50,000 plus users. They do, yeah. I mean, yep. uh, Schoology's used worldwide. So I mean, you're sure. leveraging that, yep. you know, as well. And they're editable. So you, you can bring something in, you yep. know, change it to make it sure it fits your classroom mm -hmm. um, and then make and then put it in how it best fits your you and your class. So that's what's even yep. better about it. So those public resources out. Yes. Yeah. So then as they're creating assignments and, you know, putting grades into the grade book, what are some of the tips and tricks that you're hearing about that kind of, kind of help the teachers navigate the grades, uh, grade book and set up? So ultimately, you know, in the grading, we, you know, we, one of the things with Schoology, one of the whys is it does have the ability to sync to PowerSchool. Um, you know, there, there's a little bit to learn with that. Yep. You know, you need, you need to learn how the two systems can and can't actually uh, talk to each other. 
So I think that's one of the first things you, de you definitely have to wrap your mind around. Um, and when people don't, they kind of they get frustrated because sure. they, they may feel like they're doing double duty, double work um, when they don't actually have to. So um, you definitely want to get with your ILC to yep. make sure mm -hmm. you fully understand how those those systems talk to each other so that so that it can be efficient and it can save you more time. Um, but, you know, in the grade book, a great place to go is the bulk editor. Absolutely. Yep. You know, when you're in your grade book and you just kind of want to have a really nice, clean one-stop shop view of all of your stuff, all of your assignments. Sure. What category you put them in? When was the due date? Am I syncing these to the... Do I have says? a due date? Do I have I a category? Yeah, yeah. it's a place to look for all that stuff. Yeah, right? without having to go to your materials and, wow, what week was that in? Or when did I have that? Just go to the grade book and then the three dots that are in the... It's kind of in the upper right-hand corner of your grade book view. Right. Uh, there's a bulk edit button that, that sits in there. And uh, a great place to go and kind of check things. And you know, while, while looking in there too, one of the things that we, we tell teachers is, um, you know, you have the option to sync to SIS for anything that you have in a power school category, you can, you can sync it up there. Um, but when you're done, when you've done all your grading in Schoology and yep. you, you don't need to sync anything any longer for that particular activity, then we recommend going in that bulk editor and uncheck sync to SIS. Yep. And that way each time you hit the sync button to send information up to PowerSchool, um, you're not sending every single assignment that you've ever created inside of a quarter um, because that'll that'll just take longer. Yep. So just keep that cleaned up. Mm -hmm. It can also serve as a little checklist of things that you've synced and kind of been done with. Mm -hmm. So I also like when you're in the bulk editor, if you click on the little notebook in the top right hand side, uh, you can switch between your different courses. Yep. I've showed a couple of teachers that and they're like, oh my gosh, it's a lot less clicking. It's such a nice place to go. Um, and then you can easily kind of view all of your um, assignments, make sure it's all good. Oh, I'm missing a due date or doesn't have a category. It's really easy to see there. So when people are looking to insert content, right? That's obviously the next thing we talk about content creation. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest things when you're talking about content creation is when you're you're putting in that name and description, think about number one, is this something that's gonna be graded or is this something that's just a resource for your kids, right? Yeah. And that's something that, you know, everybody's like, well, what's, what's the difference? Well, if it's gonna be in the grade book then we need to create an assignment, but if it's not gonna be in the grade book, we don't need to create an assignment. We can just create a page, right? Yeah. And that's, that's something that think about when you're inserting content, if it's not graded, insert that page, you have all those same insert features and be able to put those resources in there. Um, if it's a Google form, that's like a survey, this is a good place to put that. Um, and so, uh, you know, definitely check that out. We're also going to link um, how to insert content in the show notes. Um, and so talking about name and description, we'll do Google forms and things yeah. like that. So definitely check out the show notes. And again, if you don't know where the show notes are, go to the description in the YouTube page, go to the description in Anchor or in Spotify, and you can see the show notes there and be able to find not only, you know, what we're talking about today, all the links, videos, quick tip, um, quick tech tech tip i have all i really struggle saying it's that you, i know you think as many of those quick tech tip videos i made i'd be able to say it i need we need to come up with another name probably don't we yeah. um and uh and so we'll be able to put all that in there so definitely check out the show notes for that as well so what other tips and tricks have you seen for kind of inserting content i think the big thing to maybe you know make sure we understand is if we are creating a gradable thing right you know, our material type let's say is going to be an assignment you know we have our title and we have our description area and you know, it's like your directions, but the thing, the other thing to consider that is it's not only it's description directions, but it's also the resources mm -hmm. that kids are going to may potentially need in order to complete whatever the assignment is. And in your description area, there is a, um, 
there's an insert content. Yeah, it's, it's I always a, tell my teachers that's your best friend here. <laughs> yeah, that's your Google Drive. And there's a Google, Google Drive resource yeah, app. YouTube, and, um, yeah. links, images, all that good stuff. That's so. going to embed it right within the description area. So it's nice because it'll be right there for them. But the big thing that, you know, I think you need people need to fully understand is that that is the resource to help them to do something. It's the right. notes. It's the slides they're going to refer to. It's not that's not the thing that they're going to turn back in. Right. So when you want something back from them that is a Google thing, don't put it in the description. Put it down underneath that where it says um, format options, Google Drive right. assignments. Right. That's where you're going to be able to pick something from your Google Drive and assign it to them. They'll get their own copy. They'll work that copy and they'll send it back to you. Right. We definitely have to. There's a lot of, you know, a um, little bit of misunderstanding it for, for a lot of people at yeah. first. What's the difference between putting it in the description area versus mm -hmm. putting it as a Google Drive assignment? Right. The Google Drive assignment, make it a copy. There's only four files that um, can make a copy right now. Slides docs, sheets, and drawings, right? Yeah. So those are the only ones that you're going to make a copy of, right? That they can actually work off of, complete it, sure. their own version of it, and turn it in. Turn it in, yeah. right. In the Google Drive resource app area, you can put anything that's in your Google Drive right. up there as a resource for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there's a big difference between that. So that's a, that's a big tip for um, hopefully avoiding frustration. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. One other thing that um, I know you talked about a lot is communication with uh, yes. with parents and students inside of Schoology. It's, it's really helpful. You know, we talk about making this the place that everyone can come and, and be able to communicate, find their grades, find their assignments, do all that kind of stuff. What kind of tips and tricks have you seen with, with well, communication? This is the benefit of having an actual learning management system. Because sure. Google Classroom was great for kids. Right. Um, it wasn't great for parents. Sure. And it wasn't, it was anybody that wasn't in the class, it was useless for them. So I love all the features that are in Schoology. Um, for one, at the bottom, they can always change the language. So if yep. you have a language issue as far as between home, the parents, the students, they can easily click on that and change to their change the language. Um, there is a little icon at the top that looks like an envelope that is um, they can direct message teacher. Um, the students can only send to teachers, right? Just to the teachers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but parents can also. Um, send messages to the instructors. Yep. Um, and yep. then within the messages, you can even add audio, audio or audio and, and video, video, which I is kind of nice, because then you can always do almost like that Flipgrid style sure. message to your kids or to your parents. Um, you can even specify if you want it to go to individual members or if you want to send it to just parents or if you want to send it to just students. Um, there's a lot of communication features just within sure. Schoology and you never have to touch your email. Yeah. That audio video, I think, component is still underutilized because I yes. think once teachers start realizing, you know, I was telling, um, I think it was a theater teacher. I'm like, listen, they could do their little monologue right uh -huh. here inside of Schoology, do the video, and then up, and then you'll be able to see everything right there. And yeah. um, and so not not that Flip isn't still amazing, but right. this can really take the place of it and be able to house everything yeah. in one place. So if you are someone that used Flip, it used to be Flipgrid, now it's called Flip. If you used to use that, you, you can do wrong. that. Huh? <laughs> I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can still do um, you can still do that inside of Schoology and be able to get those audio video. You can give those directions, make them more clear. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a underutilized part of Schoology so far. And that's the act, you know, that's kind of like your active communication yep. that mm -hmm. you can do with parents and parents can do with the teachers. But then there's just the, just kind of like the, the communication that goes on just by using Schoology that, yes. you know, your, your passive, I guess, uh, communication. And that is, you know, there, for me as a parent, <clears throat> there always was a pretty big gap between trying to uh, keep tabs on how my, my kids were doing in mm -hmm. school when, 
they were using Google Classroom and then there's PowerSchool. I'd go to PowerSchool, see a grade, and I couldn't necessarily find that thing <laughs> inside of Google Classroom, especially when I wanted to be like, I want to help you with this um, or let's, let's study. So now that gap, that connection gap is gone because when we create content in Schoology and we grade it, we can sync it directly to PowerSchool and it, it has the same name and all the description. Everything is the same. There's not two versions of the same right. thing for that. So I think, you know, kind of back up to just our, you know, organization and our, the content that we put in, the more you can wrap in and around the things that you're grading, just remember that parents, when they go and look at their students' grade reports in Schoology, mm -hmm. it's not just a number. Yeah. It's got an assignment and that assignment title, they can click on it and it'll take them to whatever it is that the teachers built out there. Right. So if you can provide resources for learning, if you can provide good directions and you can provide more, you're giving the parents more and you're just kind of, I guess right. it's like killing two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. yeah. you're, you're, you're increasing communication right. um, while just and you, you brought this stuff. up to me. And I thought it was a good point is that student comes home and what did you do in so-and-so's class mm -hmm. today? Oh, we did nothing. Yeah. Well, I could pull up Schoology now and see, no, you did this, this, and this. Yeah. Now that can actually foster mm -hmm. communication between mm -hmm. parents and child and actually, you know, get them more involved. And I think that's something that yeah. I think all parents want. I think even teachers, we want, you know, that communication going on at home as well mm -hmm. to know that they, you know, that's, you know, it's, a, we're all supporting this, this student or trying to make them yeah. the most successful, you know, as possible. And now this can help, you know, kind of build right. that communication because they went somewhere else. They couldn't necessarily see that we didn't do mm -hmm. anything because the grade may not have gone in, but maybe that it's in that assignment into that feed. So different order, different right. things like that. So, I mean, like I said, the more you can think about, you know, uh, the parent and the students and in, in your efforts to get organized and what content you're adding and, and just really just make it as, you know, put as much in there as you can. Sure. It's going to pay off. It is nice as a parent too to be able to, like you were saying, to go in and see exactly what they needed help with. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, especially middle school and high school, yeah. right? You don't think that they need as much help because they can work on their own. Well, right. I have a middle schooler and one that just graduated high school, and there were times where I still wanted to see what it was that they were working on sure. to see just how I can support them, and I couldn't do it unless I logged in as them in Google Classroom before. Sure. So yeah. I love being able to actually see what they're working on. And uh, Pam actually made a video that's about communication with yes. parents and students. It's in our show notes. So if you're interested mm -hmm. in that, check that out as well. Uh, last thing we're gonna talk about today is kind of when we get to the end of a semester, we get to the end of a quarter. So some of our teachers into the, the quarter, they're gonna have to start copying those courses. Um, you know, what are some tips and tricks as far as copying this course and what can Schoology do so that they can yep. kind of already kind of have a framework? Obviously, you're going to go back in and tweak and reflect upon your yeah. your practices, but how can they, you know, yeah. kind of grab some of that information? So again, it takes us right back to this whole conversation. Be organized, put as much in there as you can, because when you do get to the end of that course, you will um, write in your course materials and the option, there's an options button at the top and it says copy course to resources. Okay. You'll put it up there and then when, when PowerSchool rosters your next you know, next semester's class or next year's class or whatever it is, um, you'll go right up to your resources, wherever that course is up there. And you will just hit copy to any and all of the courses that you want to put that in. So all that work that you did to create mm -hmm. a nice organized course with right. lots of information for students, parents, and everybody, you don't have to do it again. Right. You know, like you said, you tweak it, but yeah, there's going to be some editable things you're going to have to do. You know, one of right. them is with Google. 
Um, you know, it doesn't bring the attachment with it yeah. because when you make that attachment for that, you're making a copy for all those kids. Yeah. So now you got a new set of kids. So you just have to add the attachment. So there's going to yeah. be some things in there that you're going to have to edit, tweak. Yeah. Um, but to have that framework and that outline already there is huge. And all the stuff you put in your description, like all of, for the most part, any of the tweaks are really only going to take you very, very minimal amounts of time. Correct. To just, you know, do those little um, enable grading or specific to the new roster of kids that you have. Right. Um, yeah. So. That's that's another big picture, you know, kind of why, right. you know, the time that people invest now will pay off as you start to roll into the next school year or next semester. Um, so long as you do do mm -hmm. do the best you can and creating the stuff that you have now. So um, and you'll just keep building on it and improving it um, as the years go on. Absolutely. And those resources, I, I think we've mentioned with a few teachers um, creating assessments as they come up with them right. um, in Schoology yep. to just build them in your resources. Even if you're not ready to give them to your kids at that time, right. if you have them all built out, then once you're ready, you can just add them to a course with yep. pretty much maybe two You clicks. can build questions inside yes, and everything. create a question bank inside of Schoology. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're time for your resources or your test, your assessment, you can pull those. Yeah. So mm -hmm. assessments is something we didn't even get into today, yes, but that's, that's a thing whole, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's going to come in the future as well. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, make sure you reach out to your ILC. Mm -hmm. If you get frustrated, you get stuck, don't spend a whole lot of time trying to figure it out. Reach out to one of us. Let us spend the time trying to figure it out um, mostly or let us call Phil and he'll, he'll get figured <laughs> out for us, um, you know, and, 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 you know, we'll do our best to, to make sure that it's, it's, you know, doing everything we can to make it, uh, you know, what's great for, you know, for our students, for our parents um, across the district yeah, as well. So just, you know, I guess the best tip too is just, you know, no, it's okay to not be okay sure. in the system right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's brand new. It's a, it's a year long learning process. Yep. So you have a lot of resources, like you just said, Jimmy, you know, reach out. Nobody expects everybody to, to learn this overnight. It's yep. not an app, right? It's a system and a system takes time to learn. Sure. And it's, we'll get, well, everybody will get there. Yep. So. We will. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate everybody listening at home. Also don't forget that you have the Squadcast PD um, so that if you need credits or want credits, every two podcasts, fill it out. Um, and the link to that in Unified Talent is also in the show notes as well. So, all right. Bye everybody. Bye.